0: This is True Parenting Audio, episode 56. Hey everybody, I'm Andy Smithson, and this is True Parenting Audio Hey everybody, happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Christmas is just a couple days away and today we're going to be talking about some of the reasons why I keep the tradition and symbols of Santa Claus alive in my house and family. Can you remember what it was like to wake up Christmas morning and to be filled with that excitement and joy of Christmas morning? There's just something magical about it. I can remember also the sleepless night before Christmas, trying and trying to go to sleep so Santa would come, but then thinking so much about that that it was almost impossible to fall asleep. Now that I'm a dad, every single time I watch my four children go through this same routine on Christmas morning, it brings back a rush of all those same emotions and those feelings I had as a little kid. And not only does it bring back those memories of excitement from my past, but it also fills me with this new energy and spirit of giving. It's a slightly different kind of excitement, but every bit as profound as that was when I was a child. And there's nothing that brings gratitude, happiness, and love like the act of giving. Each year when I was a little boy, my father read to us a family favorite Christmas book. It was a short story written by a man named George Durant called That Thine Alms May Be in Secret. This wonderful story has recently been republished as a picture storybook called Sam's Christmas Wish that I'm so excited to share with my own children. And in in this story, there's a man named Sam who falls on hard times one Christmas season, and he can't provide for the things that he wants to give to his family that Christmas. However, he insists that he's not going to accept any charity from any do-gooders, so to speak, and sits in his rocking chair on Christmas Eve with a shotgun draped across his lap. Early Christmas morning, Sam's weariness overwhelms him, and he finally falls asleep. He wakes later to a marvelous Christmas miracle. There are gifts all around a freshly cr- cut Christmas tree, and all around the tree, the floor is littered with these gifts. The table in their kitchen is covered with food fit for a king's feast. At first, Sam is furious. He calls the sheriff and reports a break-in. The thing that really boggles Sam's mind is that there's a fresh blanket of snow outside the house, but there are no tracks in the snow. He can't comprehend how the do-gooders left without leaving any tracks. He moans and complains for a little while, but eventually he gives in to the joy of his wife and his tiny children. He finally settles back into his rocking chair on Christmas morning to watch his children enjoy the gifts when he sees a Bible open to a highlighted verse. And that verse reads, That thine alms may be in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. That comes from Matthew 6, verse 4. And as Sam sat reading that verse of Scripture, he was happy and grateful. He resolved that one day, that he would do something for someone else and leave no tracks. Eventually, Sam's Christmas wish in the story, it comes true. When Sam's little children come out and see all of the gifts Christmas morning, they insist that it was Santa. Sam, bewildered about who left the gifts, goes as far as to go out and look on the roof to ensure someone didn't come in in a helicopter or just to prove that it wasn't jolly old St. Nicholas. When his kids ask, Daddy, do you see any reindeer tracks on the roof? Sam's heart softens a little, and finally he gives in to the miracle and proclaims to his kids, I sure do. I see some over by the chimney. On social media and over the web, there's a debate going on regarding Santa, the myth, so to speak, of Santa, and I've seen a lot of articles and comments debating about if it's okay to deceive our children about Santa Claus. They argue when it's the right time to let the cat out of the bag about Santa. I value all the differing viewpoints regarding Santa and our kids, but I choose to stay out of that debate because, after all, to me, Santa Claus was and is real. He lived And he lives now. I am Santa. Before you suggest that I check myself into a psychiatric hospital, just hear me out. So, Santa was both a real person or persons, and today, Santa is me and Santa is you. Becoming Santa allows us, as parents, an avenue to perform our alms in secret. When we understand who Santa was and the rich symbolism he represents, We can utilize our role as Santa to symbolize and teach the true meaning of Christmas rather than distract from it. So who was Santa? Santa Claus goes by many names, each of which are significant and paint a more complete picture of the history and symbolism of the tradition of Santa. He's been called Santa Claus, St. Nicholas, Father Christmas, and finally, Chris Kringle. So I want to share with you a little bit of research I found out about these different names, about Santa Claus. So first of all, St. Nicholas and Santa Claus, I, I want to share with you a little bit about that. So let's start first with St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas was a Christian priest who lived in approximately 300 AD and later became a bishop. He was known for his almsgiving. Although he gave to the poor regularly and freely, the bishop sought not to be seen of men. And so he would wait until nightfall to deliver gifts to the poor, widows, and children. One story suggests that St. Nicholas learned of a poor man that had three daughters who were to be married. But he had no money to give them on their wedding day. And Saint Nicholas came to them in the night and dropped bags of gold in the daughter's stockings that were hung to dry by the fireplace. This story was noised among the people, and thus the tradition of hanging stockings by the fireplace to be filled with gifts from Saint Nick was born. The name Santa Claus comes from a Dutch iteration of Saint Nicholas. So, Not only is Santa Claus a symbol and tradition of anonymous and benevolent giving, but Santa Claus was also an actual person. He may not be the jolly fat man that is represented everywhere today, but even this magical elf from the north that rides in a sleigh and brings toys to all the boys and girls honors the man, St. Nicholas. And what he stood for, and allows so many to, at least for a short season, act in kindness and charity as he did. So let's move on to Father Christmas and Kris Kringle. Kris Kringle comes from Martin Luther in the Protestant Reformation and means Christ kind or Christ child. The sentiment is that Christ or Father Christmas is the gift, and brings all good gifts to his children. The tradition of giving gifts without recognition or praise continued then and continues today. Those that act in the name of Kris Kringle become his hands and deliver presents to others in the spirit of the Christ child. They give not as a transaction, or for some vain hope of reciprocation, but simply out of genuine love for the recipient. So what does Santa Claus stand for? Santa is a symbol of the true meaning of Christmas, the reason for the season. His names come from the source of Christmas, Christ himself, and from a man that gave freely and represents the best that there is in mankind. And Santa is a symbol of the greatest gifts of heaven and earth. He draws our eyes to heaven, invites us to believe in something greater than ourselves, something we can't see, but we can feel and know as much as we can know and feel the wind on our faces. Santa also allows us As parents, to offer gifts to our children without expectation of recognition or thanks. It allows us the joy of giving in secret. It allows us to take on the challenge of becoming Santa. To become Santa means to increase in kindness and in generosity. Becoming Santa means that we listen a little more intently and smile a little more genuinely. It means that we give a little more and we take a little less. I don't think that we need to fear or worry about when and how our children find out about Santa. The traditions of the North Pole, elves, the sleigh, flying reindeer, and Santa's magic bag are a fun part of childhood. They're make-believe, just as other creative, imaginative stories we tell our children are. There's a natural course and development in which our children come to understand that those parts of the story of Santa are only make-believe. However, this realization can help us make a profound transition into understanding the true magic of Santa, who he was, who he is, and what he stands for. We can even encourage our child to take on the role of Santa to family, friends, or those in need through secret gifts or acts of service and kindness. This can bring even greater meaning to Christmas and to Santa. Both the real and the magical Santa can have a special role in being kinder, more compassionate parents, and growing children that do the same. My friend Susan Newman in her Psychology Today piece, If and When to Spill the Beans About Santa Claus, states that the tradition and belief in Santa Claus can have positive effects, including increased creativity and values of hope, role modeling, family bonding, sharing, and even have cognitive benefits. And I want to share with you in closing that I can remember the first time I assumed the role of Santa for my children. There was a similar sort of excitement and joy that I felt as when I was a child, when I would open my stocking Christmas morning. But this time, I felt that exhilaration from giving instead of getting. Becoming Santa taught me something about what love is. Becoming Santa showed me the authentic delight of giving. Becoming Santa changed my focus. And I would even say... It's changed my soul. It's made me a better person and a better father. So even when our children do learn that no one lives in the North Pole and that reindeer don't really fly, let's not say that Santa is not real. I know what he's like. Santa is kind. Santa is generous. He's benevolent and gentle. Santa listens and loves the little children. He gives without expectation, recognition, or reciprocation. Santa is joyful and happy, and he spreads that joy everywhere he goes. Santa is real. I am Santa. You are Santa. Or, if you're not yet Santa, at least we're growing and trying. We're becoming Santa. So I hope this year for Christmas, you feel that exhilaration and that joy of becoming Santa. Not just going through the drill of, of placing gifts in a stocking or around the Christmas tree, but in the symbols of what Santa stands for and for the opportunity to give and to do it wholeheartedly. At this Christmas season, I'm grateful for the opportunity to share these thoughts and feelings with you through the blog and through the True Parenting audio podcast. And I'm grateful for everybody that listens, for all the things that all of you as true parents do for your children and with your children, how you teach them and build those relationships and continue to upgrade yourselves every day. So thank you so much for what you do.